0: Hello and welcome to You've Never Seen Back to the Future, the film podcast that steals daffodils from your garden and sells them back to you.
1: Ooh, nice. You've been working on these intros. I like yeah.
0: it. I've just decided I'm going to make a call back to our, to ourselves, seeing as we keep t- telling people that our own episodes are classic episodes. I was like, I'll just make lots of references because you might get these because you don't get the film ones so maybe ones yeah.
1: that was amazing yeah. um it is actually from my life so it's right that i got it it's but true. um to be fair yeah i would say our last episode was a classic intergalactic if you want to go back and check it out because it is an absolute beaut one of my favorites
0: yeah, I think it was one of my favorite, one of the maddest ones in terms of the subjects we covered. We covered so many subjects, we barely spoke about the actual film Lethal Weapon. I realised that after and I'm like, could maybe we should record more, but then I'm like, you know, what would we cut out? Oh, I shouldn't have actually said hello. Hi, Leah, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. To, to that point, I'll be honest, um, I feel like you must have cut out like an hour and a half of chat because there was at least a 45-minute rant about Ralph Mattel which I noticed <laughs> has been reduced to mere sentences. So um, good work on that because The Fury, um, yeah, The Fury, so much so that I cut off the recording, um, which was like pretty intense. Yeah, wasn't it?
0: One, I don't think there's many film podcasts that discuss Ralph McTell at all, and certainly not with the passion. Yeah, I did have to cut out about an hour, including a whole bit about you having a paper round.
1: I'm so sorry that I didn't make the cut. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to harp. I'm going to harp back on about that in later episodes, and I'm going to make you include it, especially about the fucker who took my tip off me.
0: So there you go, as a little tease for another episode.
1: Definitely, but for now, um, let me tell you about a film. <music> this film is about a gang of savoury characters who run.
0: Hold on, hold on, on savoury characters. Yeah, not unsavoury
1: like, characters. Unsavory. Maybe they should be
0: unsavoury. Like... Un- characters are normally unsavoury, but these are savoury. They are savory. Un- they are They're
1: not just a really good like sausage roll. Sorry. <laughs> I wrote this pretty late at night. This film Strong is about style. a gang of unsavoury characters who run a <laughs> drug smuggling operation out of an old factory. They run a legitimate business making paper, but in one of the sections they make paper with cocaine baked into it. Which they distribute to their customers in various ways. The film details their nefarious business ventures, the scrapes and near misses of their underworld lifestyle. And I do have a few other comments, but I'm going to actually just hold off on those until you've had a guess at the movie.
0: Well, I, I try and pick up on, trying to find something. So you've got the cocaine paper. I feel there's something there, but I, I cannot figure what.
1: Okay, I'll give you the other bits and see if it helps. Go on you. then. I think they all have code names that are colours, and I'm fairly certain that Quentin Tarantino. There we go,
0: right? Okay.
1: I also think there is a lady with a fringe on the poster. <laughs> she is the head of the po- of the um, paper factory.
0: Okay, so immediately I think you've got conf- <laughs> you've got confused between two different films. So you're talking about Pulp Fiction, right?
1: I am. It was going to be, a, it was going to be an orange juice factory, but then I was like, no, 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 it's paper. Cause you'd have a lot of trouble smuggling drugs in beverages. Whereas in paper, it's beautiful. Pulp it all down, get your little drugs in there, dry it out. When it gets to the other end, they get the paper wet. They run it through a kind of like a filter, filter system, like a water titration system and sure. get out the drugs. So, right. So yeah. Hold
0: on. Is this is this something that you know? Because we're really getting straight into the the details here about how you smuggle drugs through paper. Is this something? Ha, have you ever watched? How do you do it? Was it one of those, or is this just something you've you've caught on in life?
1: No, I mean, like, if you wanted to smuggle drugs, in a, I mean, clearly, what this is what this film is around, right? I I have vague notions about this film. So you think I've confused two films, which...
0: Yeah, I think you've confused two, I will say it's two Quentin Tarantino films. Uh, otherwise, everything else you've said, absolutely spot on. Again, might can finish the podcast now if you want, and then we can include a load of the paper round stuff from the last one, just to pad it wow, out.
1: Oh, awesome. I thought I'd be pretty close with this one, to be honest, because, I mean, clearly, it's, it's, it's... a story of the paper the drug paper factory so
0: this is because of the paper round talk from last week this is clearly sort of where your insider knowledge
1: has come yeah no i'm i'm not familiar with baking drugs into paper i'd just like to clear that up um you know for the sake of my life but if you think about it what a great cover i think the most important thing here is definitely just to recognize that um it could have been an orange juice factory. It's just that I really felt that like that would have been too obvious. If you think they call it pulp fiction, when you think of pulp, the first thing you think about is orange juice, right? Paper. Right. Second. It's,
0: it's probably worth saying that not all filmmakers make their films the way that you do. They don't come up with a subject first, like a title for the film, and then work out what it's going to be about. A lot, not, not all, a lot of them will come up with a film and then decide what to call it at the end.
1: But if your film is about smuggling drugs through the medium of paper, right? What, yeah. but, and it's, the film is the story of all of those misadventures, what better title than Pulp Fiction? Like, literally, that is just like smashing it, isn't it?
0: They've got a legitimate paper making business, mm-hmm. but they make paper with cocaine baked in.
1: No, no, no hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up, back
0: up. Well, I it's just really- read that off your description.
1: Yes, but you don't make the distinction. They've got a legitimate paper making business. So they make money as, you know, selling to Paper Chase and the like. I mean, Paper sure. Chase is kind of specific, so maybe we cut that out, but selling to, you know, the likes of the Raid Smiths, but <laughs> also specific. <I> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they sell legit paper and, you know, probably our office buys the paper from them, from this. They're like a big, big paper company, but they've got a side operation where they make other paper products. And I'm thinking it's greetings cards, you know,
0: right? Okay, I was thinking like a stack of A4 paper, one of those pads. That's things. what
1: they do in the legit in the legit business, right. but in the side operation, right? They're producing items specifically for the purpose of trafficking drugs. What better way than paper? It's genius.
0: My first thoughts on this mm. is you've got a business making paper. And then they've got another section with the cocaine section.
1: The cocaine section is small. And like So not everyone in the company knows about this, right?
0: That's what I was going to ask. Do the people there kind of going, they're sitting in the canteen together and no, some no. of them work in the canteen no. section, some of them work in paper?
1: Some of them work in special documents. So, you know, those people don't mix very much, right? But technically what's special about those documents is there's cocaine in them. I mean, yeah, it's like... It's a legitimate business. This is why the film's kind of interesting, because you've got this kind of, you know, this story of this really quite bad little squad of people, Um, and they're just, like, completely and utterly protected by this big business kind of, you know. The people come into this business all the time to, like, health and safety check it and shit. They just shut down the coke room that, that day.
0: Sure. And they distribute the cocaine paper. So sorry, books, did you say that it's done in the cocaine?
1: Greetings cards. Like... Greetings
0: yeah. cards, that was it. Yeah,
1: it's one of do
0: those. they do? Do they make those books where like the pages in the middle are cut out and they just put the drugs inside? No. Have you got one of those books? Yeah. <laughs> what did you use to keep? Was it all your code names that you had with your family?
1: I'm not going to disclose what I kept in my book because, you know, I value my privacy.
0: What you've said on this one is that the lady with a fringe, she's the yeah. head of the paper factory. So yeah. does she know about the drug operation?
1: Oh, she's the head of the drug operation at the paper factory, yeah. But-
0: Just the drug operation or the whole factory?
1: Okay, so the whole paper factory, because the whole paper factory is owned by the unsavories, right? But they sure. run the regular paper bit as a separate kind of business. It's a legitimate business, it's a front right? So they've Mm -hmm. hired a paper mill manager, yeah, to do all that fucking admin data. They don't give a shit about time sheets and Brian's pissed off because Sally got overtime they don't want that shit, right?
0: And then on the drug side they don't have all of that
1: They have all of that, but it's for show. The people who work in the, the gang of people yeah, they work in the illicit drug companies. Not many of them. The bit that work in the actual like cocaine paper section maybe there's eight people that's it right
0: they are
1: okay. the baddies it's just that all the baddies are kind of hands-on when it comes to needing to make the greetings card bear in mind they're not oh. making that all the time you know it's only when they've got like massive orders they've still probably got people like shifting gear on the street and stuff but
0: they on not ma- not making cocaine all the time and not making cards all the time
1: they're not making co- they're not making the cocaine they're, they're like bringing it in
0: yeah, but they're, they're always making greetings cards and sometimes they deal cocaine. Making, no, they're
1: not always making them. Only when they've got to, like, get orders out and stuff. Like, you, how many fucking cards can you make in, like, a week? Like, that is a lot of coke. I mean, maybe you've got to stack... Once you've stacked up the warehouse, maybe you have a week off. And they do other things. They they cause other trouble. Right? They go out and they, like, shoot up pubs and stuff. It's, like, quite a dynamic gang. It's not just a story of some men working in a paper mill. It's not like a documentary of, like paper mill life
0: no it's like you become friends with people in different parts of the of the company and they say, you know i see him in the canteen and then we go off in different sectors i don't know he's in some other department i don't know what the, their department does and then someone who's been working there longer says oh yeah that's the cocaine department
1: but there's a lot of places like if you work in a supermarket for example there's a lot of rolls
0: there's rolls there's sliced bread there's uncut you've everybody got all...
1: has worked in mcdonald's or like the best people have so let's just oh, yeah, go I've down never worked to mcdonald's OK, you're in the minority. So a lot of our listeners will have worked in McDonald's or so. a similar chain. So when you work in McDonald's, there are roles. You can either be on till. You, and if you're on till, you might also be front of house. So that means you might be clearing trays, cleaning the floor, um, just like checking for general like detritus in the area, or you're on grill.
0: Is this before or after Little Chef? After. How, well that that's because of your grill experience, presumably. <laughs> I
1: tell, never grilled a little you,
0: Did you no, tell them no. that you can also use the microwave?
1: I didn't grill at McDonald's either. I was on I was on Till.
0: Was it in the stars era it must have been, where you've got your little name badge and it's got stars on it?
1: Yeah, I didn't even get um a name badge, I just got a trainee.
0: You didn't even get a name badge?
1: I've got my little chef name badge still.
0: And what does it say on your little chef car uh, and your little chef name badge?
1: It says my real name, which is Carly. So it says Carly. Got a little chef name, but Carly on
0: it. Can we tell that story, please?
1: No, I feel at the moment we should be talking about this film because it's kind no, of no, no no. It,
0: no, no. Honestly, no one cares about the film. Let, ca- explain the film. to them, explain to the to, to our many listeners that your name is not Leah <laughs> because I think I'd known you about. I am going to say three years before I knew this to be the case.
1: So basically, the short version is that when I started college. I was quite shy, which is very hard to believe because, um, yeah, I don't come across that way, but I was. And on the first day, they called out registration and they went through everyone's names and then they got to the end. And They were like, did we miss anyone? And I was like, well, yeah, you missed me. And they were like, what's your surname? So I was like, oh, it's Baker. And they were like, no, no, we called you, Leah Baker. And I was like, all oh, right, yeah, sorry. It wasn't my name, but I was just like, oh, yeah, sorry. Of course you did. And then I... You know how things happen? Like, it just snowballs. And from there, you end up in a situation where people are like just calling you Leah and you're just like, oh, hi, yeah, great. And then I guess bit by bit by bit, it just sort of stuck. And after like a week or two, I was like, look, guys, I'm going to tell you that's not my name and um, be really good if we could just change it. And they were like, well, we can't. We've registered you. So, you know, life is life, isn't it? But the weird thing was like, my dad called me Leah. My brother calls me Leah. My sister-in-law has only known me as Leah. My wife only knows me as Leah. So everybody calls me Leah. Like my my email for work, everything, everything. One of my credit cards will work. They're in Leah. Like it's, this is it now. Do you know what? People make such a fuss out of this shit. And I, I've proven, I think, you know, it doesn't actually matter. Well, then, like, just roll then
0: with did it. Did I do the wrong thing with my my work pass my id pass then
1: oh my god completely so if you i mean you might you might want to clarify that because people might not know
0: i've just changed jobs and at the job when i started there on my first day i went in and they gave me an id pass and i looked at it and there's my name i thought something's weird about that picture and it took me about 20 seconds to realize it was not me on the photo it was a man that looks a bit like me. And I said to him, like, I'm re- I found it really funny, but I was going, like, I'm really sorry, this isn't me on on the ID card. And they went, yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, well, no, it's it's not. That's But well, that's the photo you gave us. It was just me repeatedly saying to them, but it's not my face. And they were like, but it's the photo you sent us. I'm like, but that's not my face.
1: But do you know what Ellie said? And she's so right. If you had smiled like not Ross Park, right? Mm. In the photo, rather than look sad, like real Ross Park, you mm. wouldn't look like the actual same man. Like, I swear to God, it's unfucking fucking believable I mean, well, you'll share this on the Instagram, right? Can you share Ross uh, Park?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I remember actually saying to them before I genuinely, I didn't realise it wasn't me. And that Say that first 30 seconds, I said to him, I think someone's been at the Photoshop because it looks sort of like me. But not like me. Because it's smiling. <laughs> it's yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's not Ross Parker smiling. And I don't smile.
1: If you smile it, and, and you get your eyes to be twice as big. I mean, that's the only that thing. That we'll
0: probably harder.
1: And I would say your head is a better shape. If I knew my head looked like yours, I'd shave it. But I don't. <laughs> well, I. I know if I shaved my head, I'd be one of those people that have got a really lumpy skull. And I just look like a fucking, like, yeah.
0: I, I do remember when I first started like cutting my head, like when it was thinning, I was like cutting it short. And my, I think my sister-in-law said to me, you've got the right shaped head for it. It suits you. And I think it's the only compliment she's ever given me, to be honest. You're so Um, lucky because a
1: lot of people, I see people all the time think, fuck me, your head is so ugly. Like your, (laughs) your not
0: not their face, just the shape of your head head is ugly. The
1: shape of their head. Do you not, do you not like, Oh, no, do you not know what I mean? Like, sometimes you see someone with a head and you think, God, that head is just so weird. I know I've got a weird head, so I can say this. Underneath all my hair, my head is, like, proper ugger. It's going to be, like, bumpy, lumpy. Like, no, it's not good.
0: So back to the film. Yeah. So they've got is, – is this a comedy? Is it more of a drama? What, what are we looking at?
1: Yeah, it's more of a, it's more of a drama. Um, it's, it's sort of – it's almost shot in a documentary style. It's really kind of just showing, it's quite raw. I think that's what Tarantino is known for. I've no, um, really no, but I'm going to say it is. Uh, so it's kind of like the rough edge of, of of life. Um, and you know, we really get to see that through the eyes of, of these criminals.
0: And um, is there like a an actual plot to this film?
1: There is, but it's not. It's not like cause and effect. It's not like someone, you know, owes them a load of money and they go on a hunt and that kind of crap. It's just their lives. It's basically the story of all of the dramas that happen. So, you know, there are lots of little things that perhaps go a bit wrong. Like maybe they ship cards out to the wrong place. So Smiths end up with a load of like drug addled greetings cards. And it is focused on the criminals. And when they're not making the drugs, They are going about their lives, like collecting money, taking people out, putting weights around dead bodies and chucking them in rivers. Like they're, they're, they're fucking criminals, man. But it's set around their legitimate and unlegitimate, illegitimate, I don't know, uh, business of the paper. Um, hence the pulp fiction. It's the paper pulp. You get that, right? Okay. I I get,
0: yeah, I get the pulp. And the fiction is because it's a story?
1: Yes, correct. Well done. Right. God, you're getting there. And
0: th- these are all bad people. These are all bad motherfuckers.
1: Bad motherfuckers, yeah. Bad, bad
0: motherfuckers. Does it lead to any particular big event?
1: Lady Fringe uh, gets dethroned.
0: Oh, okay. So it's all about overthrowing her.
1: I would call this film House of Paper.
0: What? You wouldn't call it Pulp Fiction?
1: No, I'd call it House you of Paper. You know
0: of the TV show House of Cards?
1: no but it's not card it's paper because they make paper
0: but cards, cards is their. are you talking say that greeting cards is their area
1: yeah yeah but it's a paper mill so i mean and people make cards houses all the time so this just kind of sets it apart from that house of paper okay it's almost like mafia houses you know it's like a house they're a they're a mafia group mafiosa they're like you know bad boys whatever the house.
0: Bad Boys is a different film.
1: I haven't seen it. I feel like this film is going to be quite good because not only are you going to sort of, like, you, there are going to be some bits where you're like, fuck me, he just broke all his fingers. You know, there's going to be some proper torture, which is important, actually, because we didn't touch on that as well last episode. The torture was lame. Like, he just did a little bit of electrocuting, shocking. But, oh, yeah, he definitely doesn't know anything. I, I mean, snap a few fucking fingers, my friend. Anyway. Yeah, I hold feel- on. He
0: didn't, like, he didn't just put his finger in a plug, he was electrocuting him
1: with a cow. Force. Did
0: you know I once got an electric shock from a banana?
1: No. Yeah. I once worked with True a guy. Story. He was so afraid. I don't know if it was bananas or pineapples, but he was like definitely afraid of them. And someone put one in his drawer, and when he opened it in the morning and it was there, he screamed and ran out of the office. <laughs> 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 it's funny. <laughs> sorry as, as
0: someone who hates spiders i do not find that funny i find it because you know someone's chased me round a house no names john but someone has chased me around a house just with their empty hands cupped together like that and it turns out there's nothing in them
1: oh i wish so, i'd it. known that earlier that would have been such fun when we worked together because can't you be like guess what i've got for you i would love that
0: this is why we do this online you can't be trusted to be in the same room as me mm,
1: true i'm gonna watch this tonight i'm excited um although i one thing i will say um it's quite a long film ellie looked it up earlier she said two and a half hours that made me very angry i nearly picked another movie
0: (laughs) all right well then let's go and watch the film
1: excellent nice chatting all
0: right cheers honey bunny see you later Hello, welcome back. Oh man, I really think I'm going bigger on. Re- I don't know if I've forgotten how to come out of the break. I speak. I'm just going really big now. Hello. Well,
1: it's kind of like when they welcome you back when they welcome you back from adverts. Sometimes, you know, on like game shows and stuff.
0: I think that's what I'm doing, and it. But to the, li- I think I said to the other than, to the listener, they're just listening. There's a bit of music, and then it comes back. It should be like, yeah, we're, we're, you know still. Here. I'm
1: sure they appreciate it. Like it sounds like okay. you want to be here and that's, you know, ultimately
0: that's that's the win, no? Yeah, sure. Well, talking of still being here, uh, actually I've got a list of admin stuff I'm going to get through so strap in. Um if you could take some minutes that'd be great and just circulate these after. business. Sure. The uh this is our last regular episode of should we call it season 1, I
1: guess? Is that what is that our far can't this be like the, the first film? It's just been a very long film.
0: Okay. So that means the next one is going to be like season two, Judgment Day. Yep. Nice blank expression on your face.
1: Godfather, the best one was the number two, I've heard.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so yeah. You know, sometimes the second films can be better. I mean, in our case, I don't know, because I think this first film's been pretty good. Is the second series just Christmas movies?
0: I don't know. We'll have to work that out. It depends what time what we're in now, September. It depends when we do it. But we okay. do have, we talked to this the, about, about this the other day. We do have a load of Christmas films mm-hmm. we need to get to, including Die Hard, including Home Alone, maybe Ranked, because you seem...
1: Home Alone get that again?
0: No, we're not doing that. We're not doing this.
1: We are doing it. And also Ellie um, says so we have to watch Elf. Like she's been yeah. trying to get me to watch Delph for many years and I've refused.
0: Yeah, you should have watched out. Mm,
1: okay. But that's so the same wait, wait, for all wait.
0: of these. These are films that you should have seen. Oh, so anyway, so this is our last film of this series. Uh, mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to do a quiz. So
1: exciting.
0: It's a Leah-level quiz. Well, it's not a test. Sorry, no, it's, it's, it's a, a test, test, yeah. But a test. it's a Leah-level test. What I mean is like some of these questions. I, I, it would be great if the listener is like playing along. But I think because of your um, lower standard, some of the questions are quite straightforward. What do you There's mean by like, lower
1: standard? That,
0: okay. that, that, so basically. That
1: sound so, like I'm in remedial maths. Like, I, do I, did, not I was thinking
0: it. the word remedial and didn't want to say it.
1: Oh, um, what? So,
0: what, what? In terms of the films. So what I mean is, I think you talked about this the other day and you said that the score you would expect to get is... You know, you're gonna get like thirty percent or whatever. I've done this so that you should get a high score. These are not oh, hard questions. For other, let's call them regular people, they're probably gonna get ninety to a hundred percent. And you, I'm expecting minimum fifty.
1: Ooh, wow. Are stra- really?
0: It's pretty straightforward. I'm expecting minimum fifty. I think really your target should be seventy plus.
1: Can I use my phone? Do I have a phone of a friend? Is there an nasty the audience?
0: Can you What's Google it? the answers? Is that your question? Yeah. I thought you wanted to take this test seriously.
1: I do want to take it seriously. I also just don't want to fail, but okay, fine. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. I'm ready for it. Um, I'm, I'm going to practice. Um, by practice, I'm going to look over the DVD boxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Point two. We would really love it if you are listening to this and you're enjoying it. Oh, If you've got this far, you're probably enjoying it, unless you're a relative. And I don't think any of my relatives are listening.
1: No, neither of mine. So no. relatives are out.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I'm glad we're. You'd think, you know, minimum your family's going to listen, but minimum. none of them. Yeah,
1: they give a shit. Don't.
0: <sighs> Might as well really shit over our families now because they're not listening. They're never going to know we yeah. said it. Anyway, if you are listening to this, if you can like and subscribe. And I think for me, most importantly, if you just want to tell someone that you've been listening to this and you enjoy it, there are people who are enjoying it because I get lovely messages from people. If you want to stick those on our Facebook, even better. But say if you want to tell someone about this podcast, that's um, that would be amazing. and, And spread the word of Leah's amazing insights.
1: I think, you know, for me, that would be the best thing ever. I love it when, you know, you send me little captions from people that have sent you little messages. It does really give me joy. Also, like, you could write a little review. But to your point, like, yeah, if people tell one person, that's really awesome. So just for five seconds, pretend that you've had the shittest experience of your entire life. How many people are you going to tell? At least 10. Uh, bad food, um, shitty train travel, really bad plane experience. Imagine that's our podcast. Flip, reverse it. Tell the same 10 people. How fucking good it is. So, all you've got to do. For me it would be international superstars. I'd really appreciate it if you could just, you know, take all that really strong energy you feel when your life is shit um, and just turn it, turn it round. I don't um, know if
0: that's necessarily the best way of trying to promote the podcast is saying to people, remember that really shit thing that you had, pretend it wasn't shit, and now imagine that thing that wasn't shit as our podcast. Next note of mine, air heroine. So on last, uh, last episode with uh, Lethal Weapon, classic episode, oh, check it out. Classic, we, we were talking about, because we're both inexperienced in the ways of heroin, if there was a big pile of heroin on fire and you were standing near it, would you get high? And you found that clip. I don't know what you were Googling in the first place of that BBC presenter, however many years ago that was. good five years ago, wasn't it? Well, I think the phrase is getting off his tits. He got absolutely off his tits on heroin just because he. I didn't know what he thought was going to happen. I mean, admittedly, we, we didn't know what was going to happen. And then when we were talking in the first part of this episode about how to sell um, about this company, that's uh, obviously the film Pulp Fiction is about a paper company, greetings card company that also s- that sells cocaine. And then I found something this morning um, and let me just read it word for word. Officers seize shipment of baby wipes that turn out to be eleven point eight million dollars worth of cocaine, and I sent it to you, and you said something along the lines of "I'm a genius."
1: Because seriously, like, I I just feel like I'm wasted. I I, I should be.
0: That's the heroin.
1: It's not. It's, it's. I think I'm a criminal mastermind, Ross. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, we cannot go into this again. Your whole terrorism. There's a lot of editing I have to do every time you start talking about your terrorism plans.
1: I'm not talking. No, that's not fair. Don't say terrorism. Because your I'm authorities
0: gonna... at some point are going to catch up with it. When I'm... people tell each other about this podcast, it's going to get into someone's hands and they're going to go. She keeps talking about being a, uh, wanting to murder people if it didn't hurt them and her plans for terrorism.
1: I'm not. Oh, keep it like not Keep not it light. Like. Not terrorism. But this film's brought out some things for me, but we'll talk about them when we get there.
0: Well, do um... you wanna, uh, we're ready for it now.
1: You done with your admin, are you? You done, mate? I've ten done, minutes. In. T- yeah, we've done
0: ten minutes of admin. That's what, that's what people listen to this podcast for. Admin.
1: The admin. So, um, let's start with the usual question. I always ask you: Do you want me to like keep it high level, or do you, do you want to know how I felt about the film? And you always say, "Tell me how you felt about the film." So, I'm going to dive right in there and say, I fucking loved it. Not only I mean, did I love it. It's genuinely top of my pops. It is my number one from the ones we've watched.
0: And if you remember as well, you have a top 10. And last time we talked about your top 10, it only had one film in it.
1: Yeah, this is this is in the top 10, for sure. Wow. I mean, at the wow. moment, it's very, very, very high in that top 10.
0: What did you love about it?
1: Oh, my God. To be honest with you, I fucking loved all of it. I loved the way that it was filmed. I loved the music. I loved the peril um, I love the whole vibe, and to be honest, um, it just it, it, again it just confirms to me that I want to live in that world. Do you know what I mean? I I feel like there's a lot of stuff in this movie um, that is positive, not a lot of negative. Only negative I can really comment on um, is the use of the N word, which made me feel quite yeah. uncomfortable throughout. Like yeah. I I wasn't prepared for it, um, and I was like, whoa, that 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 kind of Wow, oh, that smarts a little bit. Apart from that, though, um, I think it's
0: the use of the n-word by white people. It's, and bearing in mind it's written by Tarantino as well, so
1: yeah. Who I? I
0: think that yeah, it's certainly problematic
1: because I didn't know who he was, but Ellie told me he's actually one of the guys in the film. Yeah, I was like, oh really? But I had a lot of like, yeah, didn't really know what was going on. Like you know, as always, didn't really recognise people for who they were certainly didn't realize that that was john travolta yeah so let's go. Kind of, so
0: we've seen john travolta in uh Thank in face off and yeah. during face off you were like who's that guy and and he was like what are you talking about that's john travolta from greece
1: yeah. did
0: you recognize him this time
1: no uh, i knew he was familiar to me like i was like oh i recognize that guy but when they were dancing and we have to come back to that whole burger joint thing because fuck me what a place that is like I want to go there, and I want to tell you a story about Burger Joint. Um, But when they were dancing, I was like, fuck me, he's a really good dancer. And she was like, well, yeah, obviously he's a really good dancer. I was like, why obviously? She was like, you know who he is, right? And I was like, no. She was like, he's, I can't remember his name, but he's the guy from Drinks. And I was like, oh, right. No, she used the character's name. Danny. Danny, Danny. Danny Zuko. He's the guy from Greece. and also he's the guy from Saturday Night Fever. I genuinely was like, oh, that's who he is. Okay, yeah, sure, because he can dance. Then I was like, fuck me. I like his acting in this film. Then I had the throwback to face off with the whole, like, weirdo fucking, you know. The scene. face stroking. Yeah. I mean, um, and then I was like, wow, so that probably makes him a good actor because, when he died, spoilers, he dies in this movie, if you haven't seen it. Um, really sorry if I've ruined the film for you. But I don't think, it, I think it's, it's, it came out
0: the best part of 30 years ago. I think we can... The point of this podcast is most people have seen these films, so you don't okay. have to worry about spoilers.
1: It's just sadness, you know, if I, I don't want to ruin it for somebody. But, yeah, okay, fine. So yeah, everyone else has seen it. Got it, got it, got it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, when he dies, I was sad. I was like, oh, no. But I really, really? like the other character as well. So I was like, oh, I don't want him to die. I felt butch. a lot of, I've, yeah, but yeah, I felt like because I like these type of characters because I probably want to be one of these types of people. I don't want any of them to die, and I really like them. Whereas the good people in movies that you're supposed to like, like and relate to, I'm just like, oh, fucking shoot them in the face. I like <laughs> when the baddies like do well. I think this is what I'm learning. I just genuinely, I thought this film was fucking awesome. Like, what? That restaurant that they went to, where she had the $5 milkshake and la 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 I mean, nowadays, where can you get a milkshake that doesn't cost like $5? So when Shake Shack was brand new, like a few years ago, we had taken my dad to America, to New York for his birthday, right? And... On the last day, my sister-in-law was like, Hey, let's go to Shake Shack. I really want to try it out. And at the time it was like no you, there wasn't one, like all over the place. So we're in New York, we're gonna go to Shake Shack. She wanted to get a burger, which is weird because now she's a vegetarian and she never eats meat, but anyway. So here we are, we're in this place, and um we're there, and it's like it's like any fast food place, right? You go to the uh, counter, you order the food, um, and then you know, you get a table and whatever. So we go up, we order the food, and we go and sit. The majority of us go and sit at a table. And on well, one of the places on the table is a napkin, like a like a folded-up napkin, but we just sort of ignore it and just sit down at the table. Anyway, this guy turns up at the table, and um, he's got his burger and his drink, and he's like, oh, um, you're in my place? <laughs> and my dad was like, what? He was like, I reserved my place with my napkin. <laughs> and Ellie was the person who was actually sat in that spot, and um, I think my dad was just t- trying to make a point. Um, but he climbed on top of the table ah. in a restaurant and did this kind of like crouching, like position, like crouching tiger, hidden dragon. So he was like on one leg with his like hands out at a funny angle, um, so that this like man could like shimmy into his spot. So he sat down, he sat down at his place and he ate this burger in like two bites because he was obviously like, just what the fuck have I walked into? And then my dad, like, got off the table on the other side, like, sat down in a spare seat. And these other guys that were like opposite us were like, You guys from England? And then he was like, Yeah, he was like, Great, uh, have a nice day, we'll move. So they moved from their seat, so we then had this whole bank of tables to ourselves but this guy i've never seen a person eat a burger like in a cartoon fashion he picked up the burger and he just went (laughs) oh like this because he was obviously just like completely devastated by this whole thing this restaurant in this pop fiction movie i want to go there like i want to i literally want to be in there i want to rent one of those cars and I want to have that burger experience. Because yeah, it
0: would be awesome.
1: that is how it should be in a burger joint. I, you should not have people reserving placement mats with napkins.
0: So I fun. did wonder whether that – I assume it's not a real restaurant, but I don't know if it's based on a real restaurant. I, should, I mean, again, at some point in the last 25
1: years or whatever, so I could have Googled this. But all cool, right, It's so cool. It must be real. Because how, if they built that restaurant just for that scene in it, that is a waste. We talked about the five-pound milkshake. What we didn't talk about was – the five hundred pound an ounce heroin. He spent fifteen hundred dollars on ounces of heroin. Now, I genuinely googled how much is heroin because <laughs> oh my in my head, like, to buy an ounce of coke, right? Best estimate would say that you're probably looking at somewhere between fifty and hundred quid. How can it be £500 for an ounce of heroin? And then I was like, well, hang on a minute. Heroin, you only need a tiny amount, right? You're not, like, doing lines of heroin. As per the movie, we clearly see what happens if you do a line of heroin. You're fucked, mate. You're going to get a needle in your heart. You do, like, a tiny bit, which you, like, light up on a spoon, right? So when I Googled it, and this is genuinely now in my Google history forever, which doesn't help with my yeah." Thing general vibes but i don't care fucking shit With that, I mean, plus
0: the terrorism stuff
1: i have got secret browsing but my logic tells me that don't use secret browsing when you're doing secret browsing use secret browsing when you're buying shoes because then just, if anyone
0: what i just want to do a quick recap you not me you have discussed killing people buying heroin uh the dark web terrorism we, we want people to listen to this, but also I'm a little bit scared of people listening to this.
1: No, no, it's fine. Because if let you me get arrested, point,
0: who am I going to do this podcast
1: with? Heroin is often cheaper and easier than prescription opioids. This is this is from the internet. The average US price of 0.1 grams of heroin costs 15 to $20. I mean...
0: Yeah, so th- this is why um, people get into... Why, why there's such a big heroin crisis in America because basically oh, they get on. Per- oh whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. one second they're saying there is a lot of heroin flooding the market which keeps the price low that is as of twenty twenty two How is that keeping the price low? Not one gram is fifteen to twenty dollars i mean let me ask let me ask you how much heroin you need for a here
0: oh my god well look, i so if they don't have it that cheap but this is that vicious circle that basically you get very um oh man i can't remember the name of the podcast i listened to about it it was excellent but it's about how very normal people fall into heroin addiction they have some sort of injury and the doctor puts them on you know uh, some sort of opioid and then they get to a point where maybe their insurance runs out and they can't afford to pay for that anymore and it's cheaper for them to buy heroin than it is to buy actual medication, and then because they can buy that heroin, they then become an addict because it's obviously it's 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 a a highly addictive substance, and then they can put the prices up and up and more, so it's still less than opioids, but now you're a heroin addict, and you're doing all those things that people have to do to to feed their habit it's a it's a horrible thing, and I cannot remember the name of it so it's an excellent podcast I listen to about this but remember though that in the film and he says remember that my shit is like the best of a shit and people who yeah, know yeah. their shit come to come and get from me i assume that's why his stuff is so expensive however i'm not googling how much heroin do not i need to get one, high 0.1
1: of a gram right so if it's 10 to 15 pounds this makes this this works out because that means if we at 12.5 let's say 12.5 per 0.1, times 100 in today's money that's 1250 dollars for a gram fuck okay. my life i honestly genuinely right this this goes to prove that if anyone is listening like i had no fucking clue about heroin because i would have assumed you bought heroin by the gram
0: i've I, i've never really thought
1: about it. well no fucking person's walking around with 1250 in their pocket are they oh excuse me i've got 1250 pound can i get a gram of heroin please that's insane.
0: This is, why, this is why they start having to commit crimes and blah, blah, blah. In fact, that was one of the things. It, the podcast, I'm getting closer, I cannot remember the name of it, but it's about a guy who basically started robbing banks and he'd started off as an aeroplane engineer and then he ended up robbing banks to feed his heroin addiction.
1: Drugs are fucked, man, you know? Fucked.
0: Dr- drugs are fucked. So yeah. back to the film.
1: Sorry,
0: yeah. Uh, at what point... Same question as always. At what point did you realise that this was quite far away from your film?
1: Well, I wasn't sure at the moment. I wasn't sure at the beginning because I was like, "Oh, what does Marcellus do? Like, maybe Marcellus runs the paper factory." What I noted is they had at the introduction of this film they had a whole section about what pulp they defined pulp. Um, Yeah. I couldn't be bothered to remember what that said. So I Googled afterwards the definition of Pulp Fiction to try and see if I could find it on the Internet. And what it said is, Pulp Fiction refers to a genre of racy action based stories published in cheaply printed magazines from around 1900 to 1950s, mostly in the US. Pulp Fiction gets its name from the paper it was printed on. So I was like, well, I mean, I'm I'm one for 10 there because I definitely got the paper reference and I could have gone orange juice. So I'm going to give myself a point for that and I'm going to move on because... Sorry,
0: hang on. You're giving yourself a point because the word pulp.
1: No, I'm giving myself a point because I feel like I was kind of on... Like, considering I had no fucking clue what this movie was about, you've got to remember this I actually managed to kind of, like, get at least into the genre. They are a badass group of people who are doing badass things with drugs, and it kind of is just a random collection of stories about their lives. Like, I'm sorry, yes, they don't run a paper factory, but aside from that, I fucking crushed the shit out of it. Now, move this film, move Marcellus from his fucking... Lobby Lounge, wherever he was... I'm impressed you morning,
0: remembered someone's name.
1: I really loved him. But not as much as I loved Mr. Wolf. but let's come back to that. Um, okay. I genuinely... He could have run a fucking paper company. And his wife, the woman with the thingy, she could have been the front for it. And to be honest, the story could have been exactly the same. What I will tell you is, and again, a bit like this happened last time, um, or one time before, I don't remember which time, <laughs> or which movie, I... I genuinely love this film and I, I I I it's better than my we don't need the paper we don't need the paper factory like the paper factory would have just been a layer of complexity that doesn't need to exist for this to rock as hard as it did that's what I'm going to say do you think it
0: do you think it's possible that he did uh, one of his businesses is also a greeting cards company
1: yeah hundred percent to be fair in the back of my head i was like i crushed this because he's got a paper factory we're just not going to see it we're just so, not yeah. going to see about it
0: so do you um, in the in the briefcase do you think that's what was inside it is some really good greeting scouts
1: no i think it might be the holy grail because <laughs> <laughs> did you see the shine on it or like the ark of the covenant when he lifted up the briefcase and there was like a shine and the guy was like Oh, God, that's so beautiful. I was like, fuck me, it's one of those lost relics. Or, you know um, that programme where they dig on that island? Oak Island? I'm obsessed with it, right? They've been digging for years, never have had anything. Everyone thinks it's either, like, the Holy Grail, um, maybe, like, the original manuscripts of Shakespeare, whatever. He has some of that shit in his briefcase. Like, fuck me. I just, I
0: mean, I'm just amazed that that's where, where your mind went. What
1: where, did you think it was?
0: Well... We've had a lot of discussion about heroin, and that has been that's one heroin of the theories.
1: Go, heroin doesn't glow gold. Did no, it it literally glowed, and the guy went, "That is beautiful." That guy who's robbing fucking diners and banks, he's not interested in a suitcase full of heroin. If I was yes, a bank rob, no, he fucking isn't. Ross, he wanted money.
0: money. That's money.
1: No one. Do you know how much
0: heroin is per gram?
1: Okay, so let's have this little conversation between us now. I would like money. I'd like to be in a position where I didn't feel bad about going into a diner and robbing people of their wallet and the till just so I can make bank for the day, right? It's morally wrong and corrupt, so I would never do it because, you know, I'm not a fucking dickhead. But on the flip side, if I was that person, the absolute big win for me would be cash money. It wouldn't be heroin because how the fuck am I going to shift that much heroin without getting shot in the face? You're gonna get in with the wrong people. You're gonna try and sell it to somebody for a fair price or any fucking price, and eventually you're gonna get shot in the face. Like I do not want to get involved in that unless I'm the top of the the, the, the drug lording campaign. Yeah, unless I'm Marcellus and I'm just fucking living my best life until I get raped by a load of men in a in an alley, but in a in a basement. We'll talk about that later. I'm not really interested in. Getting involved in heroin. That wasn't heroin. There was something shiny in there. Is there like fan fiction? this? I'm going to write fan fiction.
0: Uh, I'm sure there there is. Do you remember? Uh, is it Life on Mars? Yeah, Life on Mars, and then it had a follow up, Ashes to Ashes, and it's John Sims, and basically he's this policeman in the seventies. Do you remember that? And he's not really a policeman in the seventies. He's from the modern time, and he's he's basically he's in a coma, and he thinks he's gone back in time. Anyway, there's fan fiction of that that mentions my granddad.
1: Like your legit granddad?
0: My legit granddad. My granddad was a barber at a very flashy place in Mayfair.
1: Wow. The sort of place where they would do. Uh,
0: And he did like royalty and prime ministers and actors and this sort of stuff.
1: God, he'd be so disappointed with your hair.
0: Wow. I I mean, that's better than what I thought you were going to say, which is he'd be so disappointed with you
1: just no he'd be delighted with you but imagine just he with
0: looked,
1: my hair yeah because he'd be like oh let me cut your hair grandchild and then you'd go to him and he'd be like oh let me polish your head <laughs> well how does that work like wow and your granddad is referenced in the fan fiction because this guy went to father.
0: so someone wrote this fan fiction and it was basically, like, oh, this you know, character from the thing goes into this barber's and gets gets a shave and literally and says he puts his name in it and in the, so the description. Cool. And then there was like comments after, and someone was like, Yeah, he was a real barber, he cut my hair one time. I'm like, That was my granddad.
1: That's so he was cool. also
0: on the big breakfast, uh, and on live TV, cut Graham Gooch's face. And when uh, my granddad was on it, it was presented by Keith Chegwin and Danny Bear. And I would have been, I don't know, 13 at the time. Danny Bear is this very attractive presenter woman. And my granddad came back with Keith Chekwin's autograph for me.
1: So I'm going to go to the fiction about what's in the roof case.
0: And it's the Ark of the Covenant.
1: I don't know. Or the Holy Grail. I don't know. I have to really watch that segment.
0: Just want to throw it out. Have you ever seen Raiders of the Lost Ark?
1: Oh, I think... It's an I Indiana Jones film. Have right, you an it, Indiana it, Jones it, film? Yeah, I've seen bits, so I don't know if I've ever seen all of one or all of them. I've seen a bit where they eat monkey skull heads.
0: I, was, I think that's the second one.
1: I once had a boss, right, He was a prick. And at the time I was dating this girl, we both worked in the same company, and we didn't want to go to work the next day. And we were like, Anthony, that was my boss. I don't remember his surname, so I can't even call it out. Anthony, um, we don't want to go to work tomorrow. And he was like, well, you have to go to work tomorrow. And we're like, we really need the day off. Please come with the day off. Anyway, this guy was like, you can have the day off, but you have to come out tonight. And we were like, well, who's going out? He's like, oh, just me. You've got to come out with me. We were like, okay. He was a lightweight. And we were like, this won't take long. He basically was like, come on, let's go out. Come on, come on, come on, please, let's go out. So we went out. He just didn't have any friends, I think. We went out, we had some beer, and we, and we were like, okay, we're going to go home now. I was like, hops ten? He was like, we are not having the day off because we haven't finished our night out. And I was like, come on and see, Like we have the day off. He's like, okay, you have the day off, but you have to come back to my house and watch a film. So we were like, okay, fine. He lives right in central town. So like, fine, I'll go back to yours and watch a film. And he lived in like a small little flat. We're like, look, we'll put the film on. He'll fall asleep, we'll leave, we'll be fine, we we'll get the day off. So we went to his and he's like, right, we're going to watch Indiana Jones and it's a trilogy. And I was like, that's not a film, Anthony. There's three films. Even I know that because I read books. You can pick one film. The point is, I got the deal off. Um, so I've seen bits of Indiana Jones. <laughs> just <lots> of people, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. And
0: I into that story.
1: Well, the problem is, do you know what actually? Well, I've just remembered what actually happened is at his house, we were sat watching this in Jones film. It was fucking freezing. So he got a duvet, we were smoking, and the duvet caught fire.
0: <laughs> and that's why smoking's bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. I haven't smoked for well over two years now.
0: Cigarettes, anyway. Heroin, all the time.
1: Not that price. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, who can afford that? Fuck me. You'll be robbing <laughs> the, bag the Anyway. We haven't talked about Mr. Wolf, and we are like short of time. Um, so I just want to get this in here. He is unbelievable. Oh, voices have gone down. That's who I want to be. I want to be him. I want. You know, I keep you want saying, to be Winston want, Wolf in this. I want to be the guy that they call in when the shit's gone wrong.
0: So he, here's one thing that stuck out for me with uh, with Mr. Wolf that I'd not thought about before. Mm-hmm. Is he t- turns up and he's in his suit, and it's like. No, he's, he's the man, he's like, he's, 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 he's all business. I like wearing a suit. He's turned up in there because he means business. And then this time I thought, oh, is he awake? Has is, is he, is he just left a funeral and that's why he's in the suit? And in which case, why are they at a funeral so early in the morning? Because hmm. it's like half eight in the morning.
1: I didn't know if he was at a funeral or not. That didn't resonate with me. What resonated was, yes, he was very calm And yes, he was very cool, but he wasted a lot of fucking time because I could have had that car turned around in minutes. If you were going to cover the whole thing in fucking blankets, right, all you need to do is get a hose. You need two things. Bear in mind you're going to crush the car, right? You need a chisel and you need a hammer. And probably what you also need is something like a piece of cork. I had this exact same problem in Australia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You had this exact same problem?
1: Not exactly the same, but... So, how I would fix the car as Mr. Wolf, or Mrs. Wolf, if you will, um, is I would get a hose pipe and I would just hose off that whole fucking car from the inside, right? Now, the problem with that is that the car would actually... (laughs) contain water this is the exact problem i had it and bloody
0: water and little bits of brain and stuff no which is why problems. they had to pick up all the little bits of brain and stuff first no,
1: no 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 no. need to do any of that stuff one second so when i lived in australia i had a similar problem it
0: Wasn't the exact let me just problem. stop you here you're, you're 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 it sounds like and again i just want to refer previous conversations about you know, the dark web and terrorism, etc. It sounds like you're about to explain to me how to get rid of a body.
1: No, no, we're going to get rid of the body by putting it in the car compactor. We know that already because I'm, I'm Mr. Wolf. My end game is take the car, get it from A to B without the police being suspicious and then have my good friend who I'm about to take out for brunch crush it with the body in the boot. That's the solution okay. to the problem. But what he's said to the guys is, you need to clean the car, okay? Now, what I'm saying is you don't need to clean the car. You need a hose pipe. You hose out the fucking car, like hose the car up so you fill it with water, okay? And then what you need to do is get the water out of the car, and then you just rinse off the driveway. That's it, done, sorted. No picking up bits of brain or nothing. So
0: Yeah, but hold on. See, so what you could do, you're just washing the bits of brain into the driveway.
1: Yeah, into the... It's the gutter, basically, essentially. or houses have guttering.
0: I think that's the sort of thing they want to get rid of, is bits of brain. brain they don't just like, it? oh, no it's no right the go, oh, that's
1: a little bit of brain. No one knows what fucking brain looks like. What The problem is the car would be full of water. So, what you do, this is for a smaller problem, which I had in Australia. Right. <laughs> in Australia, I had a postbox that was made of petal. And every... I was far away from everybody that I loved, and so my family took to writing me letters. Also, and it's in Melbourne, which, for anybody who doesn't know, can be beautifully sunny one minute, and the next minute it's fucking bucketing down with rain. So quite often, when I went out to get my mail, my mailbox was full of water. So I complained to my dad about this, and I was like, I'm really upset well, about this. you it.
0: shot the postman,
1: in the <laughs> Yeah, only car compactor. That was the end. no no. My dad said, Okay, Lisa, what we need to do is get a sharp item, like a screwdriver or something like that, stick it through a cork, right? And then get a hammer and just hammer it against the bottom of your mailbox. And what it did is it put a hole in it, and then the water drained out of the hole and my mail never got ruined again. So this is what you do: you get the car, get the cork, get the sharp object, okay, put <laughs> a hole in it, then you hose it all down, and then all of that water just drains away. You've Got no problem. So I was thinking at this point, I was like, mate, I would be a really good Mrs. Wolf. Um, also, can we just know because saying Mrs. Wolf reminds me of um something also i think it's quite funny so and embarrassing my friend my best friend sarah she used to work for this marketing company and one day she, her, i don't actually know if it is that funny so maybe i don't need to tell the story we can just move on
0: <laughs> tell me the story and i'll wear it out if it's not funny
1: um It's just, it's not funny, it's just embarrassing. I don't know, it just tickles me because it was embarrassing. They had this, like, family fun day where you were allowed to bring your friends to work or your family to work, and they had, like, a barbecue and stuff. And her boss was called Thomas Funk. I was just like, oh, my God, I this is the coolest name ever. So when we were in her office... um. She, the barbecue was happening in the garden like the grounds of this office we'd gone up to the office to get something out of her desk and I was just like I can't believe this is the place like this is where Thomas Funk works like I want to be Mrs Funk like I just want to be Mrs fucking Funk and he walks out of his office and he's like I already have a Mrs Funk
0: <laughs>
1: just like packing so, down his it- it's the best name Mrs Wolf would be good right but Mr. Let, let,
0: Funk would be... No, actually, I, I can beat that. Because I remember there was a TV and the guy on the news was Dr. Michael Funk.
1: Wow.
0: There are things that I don't forget. And Dr. My, the name Dr. Michael Funk.
1: That's it. You'd never and forget it. If you introduce yourself... No, like, I've,
0: got it in my phone I've got a list of, if I ever need certain aliases, I've got a, a Dr. Michael Funk is there.
1: So, hang on a minute. You think I'm the one who's creepy, but you've got aliases?
0: I don't actually use them. I've got them written down should I need them.
1: I've got Dude, you've got it.
0: secret code words and you've got a terrorist plan. No saying to me that I'm creepy.
1: No, it's fine. I've got plenty of <laughs> you just No, I, seriously, when we used to go to clubbing when I was younger, we used to use them all the time. Like one of them, I think my aunt used to use, and she told me and I was like, that's amazing, Dolores Wimpipe. I've legitimately told someone my name is Dolores Wimpy, which I think
0: there's much, um but. there's uh I was watching How I Met Your Mother yesterday, and I I always re- think of the there's a producer on it called Stephen Fingerhut, and you know like how surnames like come from somewhere like, like your your surname's Baker Taylor like there's it's very clear where those come from, and his name is Fingerhut, and. You just go, wait a And there's another guy who's I think it might be the same show, and his surname is Carlock. And it's like shows how like young America is as a country that people's surnames are Carlock.
1: Do you think Finger Heart actually like invented somewhere for your fingers to go on holiday? Like, Hello, we're going to the Finger Hut. Or do you think it's like a place where they teach you about fingering? Like Pizza Hut is a place where you go for pizza. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you've got me madly laughing. Oof! Sorry, I'm really worried that I was going to pass out. You know when I laugh really hard. Really laugh.
0: I've never seen you do that. Yeah.
1: I love the fact that <laughs>
0: the thing that's made you laugh the hardest there. I don't know if we've talked about your thing of passing out when you laugh, what? but you made your. I haven't made you fucking laugh once in nine episodes yet. You've made yourself laugh so much you nearly passed out.
1: <laughs> I really want that to be a thud,
0: uh, like people listening to us and just hear a thud and it's just you hitting the ground.
1: No, seriously, like, cause it completely now. Like, honestly, I I can't feel anything from my neck down. Like when I start, it's like really bad. It almost gets. But the bad. thing that you just found the funniest was pizza. Not pizza. What? <laughs> 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 Pirate, because if he was a finger hut, right? Well, what would he teach you? This is what I thought was funny. It's like <sighs> what do you mean teach you?
0: Why was he teaching you something?
1: <laughs> oh, we have to talk about this another time because I just can't deal with it. Oh okay, I'm 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 it's okay. I'm pulling it together. For the sake of our podcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was intense. Oh. Are you good? Yeah, good, I'm good. I'm sorry. I just, it was literally just the thought of it. Like the whole, what does he do at the finger hut? I, that was it. I was just, I was there. I was like, I could imagine the, the infomercial for that. It's like, come to the finger hut. Like what? What? This is what happened in my head. Like this whole story of this man going, hello, my name is Brian Fingerhut. <laughs> like, it, just, it all happened. It all, just the whole thing. It was a lot, sorry, um, and it was very childish, you know.
0: Is there anything else you want to tell me about it that you particularly liked or didn't like, or or what would you change from this? There's a say, it's two and a half hours. It's a long film.
1: Oh no, my God! Hang on a second, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. The ending is just too abrupt. I needed more. I wanted like I wanted more. I know it kind of went full circle because they've already delivered the case to Marcellus because la 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 blah blah. blah, 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 blah. But I wanted more. I wanted another hour. So that's weird for me. It was two and a
0: half hours long. And and you said before that nearly made you change your mind and watch something else. Yeah. But at the end of it, you wanted more.
1: Yeah, I wanted more.
0: We can talk more about this next episode. But has, are you enjoying films now?
1: I mean, I enjoyed this one. And I enjoyed the last one. And I think I enjoyed the one before that. So maybe it's a trend. What I will say, it's too soon to say. What I will say, though, is I would not have called this film pop Fiction.
0: Because it didn't even talk about greetings cards.
1: It didn't talk about pulp. It didn't really talk about fiction. I mean, it is fiction, but all fiction is fiction, so come along. Jarvis Cocker's not in it once. I was, I've was. i got two names it's for pretty
0: it. pretty much his heyday.
1: You can choose one of these two names. All right. So um, I was trying to work out what day of the week it was, and I couldn't. So that, in a way, for me, said this film should be called Any Weekday in America. <laughs> or...
0: Okay, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
1: 24 Hours in America. Like, th- these are my names for this Why film. did
0: it matter what day of the week it was? Because I
1: wanted to call it a Wednesday in America, or like a Thursday in okay. America.
0: Okay. Could be on a Friday. Yeah. Probably so any be a Wednesday. Any weekday in
1: America is the name for this movie, I would call it.
0: That's a more appropriate name.
1: Much
0: I think I just bigger, yeah.
1: into the <laughs> Apart from that, this man, Mr. Tarantino, I mean, he should get an award because it is a very, very well thought-out movie.
0: I think it won at like the Cannes Film Festival. Time. Yeah, it won the Palm. Door. So he
1: won an award. I'm really pleased for him.
0: He won a lot of awards for it, but he what what made this? Uh, oh, he got a he got an Oscar.
1: Oh, brilliant. Yeah,
0: it's worthy you an Oscar. I give him that. For uh, Academy uh, original screenplay.
1: Perfect. Love it. Well done. And him. Um,
0: uh, John Travolta won the David D. Donatello Award for Best Foreign Actor.
1: What do you mean, foreign?
0: Well, I'm going to guess that the David D. Donatello Award is Italian. And so he was... It's a foreign film to them if you're Italian.
1: If you're Italian, America right? is a foreign film. That's not how this works, is it?
0: Yeah, it's the Italian version of the it's the Italian version of the Oscars. So to them it's it's when a foreign film.
1: About foreign films. If you're like French, every English film is a foreign film. Like I thought foreign films yes, were like but a also... genre of weird shit like I don't How know. is it a genre? I it... thought it was a genre, like, I thought it was like, what? you know, like film noir or something. How... I thought foreign films was like a
0: genre.
1: You... you know what the word foreign means? Yes, I do, but I know what the word pulp means, and it turns out, in this sense, it means something like completely different, like. Do you... You... So hold on, every, every year when they do best
0: foreign film, you're like, oh, okay, that's, you know, it's not really yeah. my sort of thing, foreign film, it's not the sort of film I watch a foreign film. You didn't think, oh, it's a coincidence that they're never American?
1: or like... I've never, ever in my life watched a film award show, firstly. And secondly, um, just really clear here, if it's foreign film, it's only ever foreign to some people. So I thought it was a genre way which applied to everybody universally. Otherwise, there could be me talking to my French friend going, oh, my God, have you seen this incredible foreign film? And I'd be like, that's not foreign, that's a normal film. I don't know why am I That's what the word foreign means, is that it's foreign
0: to you. So to us, (laughs) France's and French things are foreign. And if you're French, English things are foreign. And if you're Spanish... Japanese things are foreign, but if you're Japanese, Italian things are foreign. That's what foreign means.
1: Yeah, so it's very hard to actually nominate an award because the film could be foreign to some people, but not to everyone. I just want the genre, like men like, yes, But this was an Italian, awards, um, <laughs> no, uh, it, Italian yeah.
0: award, so it was any anything that's not Italian, hence American John Travolta.
1: I get it. I completely get it. What what you're oh telling to, what you're saying to me is not an alien concept. It's just not my understanding. I thought in this context, when they talk about foreign films, they meant more like you know, like art house, like just like a bit off the beat, and they just use the word foreign for that. So that's just me not understanding English,
0: as if it's a foreign language.
1: But good, good film, good movie, very happy. So any weekday in America. I give it...
0: Save the scores for next, next episode, because that's when okay. we're going to go through... We're going to do the quiz, mm. and then we'll also go through all of the films and score them. And that top ten that you've got, in theory, nine films that we could be putting in there.
1: Oh, I think there's only going to be one, maybe, now.
0: Could well, you've said it two or three times.
1: Yeah, but hang on. You see, when you see something, like, the thing is this... This film has elevated now. what All other films have to be like to get into the top ten. If we watch a film next week that is like five times better than this film, this film's dropping right out of that top ten, right? I'm not keeping things there at idle positions.
0: Yes, but you've got nothing else in your top ten. No, but so... I'm not
1: going to feel. Pl- I'm not. I am not going to put a film like Face Off in my top ten, even now. Even if I've only seen six movies in my entire life, that is not going in my top ten. Not... Yeah, but. But
0: but the way that people normally have it is they have three film film. I know we discussed this the other week, but they have, let's say 10 films in their head. And these are my favorite 10 films. And then if they see another film, that's brilliant. That knocks one of those films out. And what you're saying is I'm going to need to knock out all of my top 10. So my top 10 now has one film in it.
1: No, not knock them all out. But I just realized that if the last film we saw was in my top 10, right. And it was good. And I thought it was great. And then I watched this film and it's so much better. I'm like, There must be hundreds of films between that film and this film. Therefore, he's not even going to make the top 10. Get out. Get out now. I'm not holding any prisoners. I'm not giving anyone a false illusion. Like, no, they're not getting awards for nothing. We're not not here to make friends. We're not here. We're not here to make friends. We're here to see if I can watch a film and remember it to pass a test. That's what we're here for, aren't we?
0: (laughs) Okay. I, do. I mean we've got to finish that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> if only okay. people could see your face just at the end where you said something really certain and then went, aren't we? Okay, so let's finish it there. Um because I cannot take any more this week. Um see
1: you next
0: week. See you next week with uh, with the with the big test, but end end of term special.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. Man am I looking forward to it. Bye. Bye.